Welcome to this mini episode of Astrolushes. Today is the 22nd of February, and that is a big, auspicious date. And I am Lisa. And I am Andy. And we're here to talk to you about 2-22-22. A <laughs> lot happening today, which is why we've come out of... Um, Retirement. <laughs> Hibernation. Hibernation. <laughs> Our very predictable at this point hiatus. <laughs> I know. I don't even know where to begin with the excuses. It's been hard. We've been doing this during mostly COVID times. Yeah. Uh, it has an effect. Anyway, that being said, we really felt moved to talk about the astrology of today. We, ha- we did. We got together on this very rainy night here in Brooklyn. We got ourselves a bottle of Sant'Elero Chianti. And we drank it really fast for you guys. Yes, we sure did. All for you. Not for us. Completely selflessly. Cheers. Cheers. And cheers to you all. We hope that you are uh, enjoying a beverage of your choice. Maybe it's tea. Maybe it's whiskey. Maybe it's wine. Maybe it's water. Maybe it's milk. (laughs) I hope it's not. You do you. (laughs) Yeah, you do you. We're getting lushy because it helps us speak more freely. And we wouldn't be the Astro Lushes without it. Exactly. The lushness is part of the fun. <laughs> For us. <laughs> we don't know how you guys think about it. We hope it's all right. <laughs> so other than the really cool numerology of all the twos, which um, is indicative, like this is the year of the lover's card, um, which is the, you know, the dynamic duo. <laughs> um, 222, 2022 is like a really good day to think about your relationships and your romances and your partnerships and sort of what you want to set for the rest of the year. But outside of the numerology, which is not my bag, I don't know. It's not my specialty either. Right. But we will certainly link in the notes somewhere that you can get more information. Yeah, for sure. Because there are people who know a lot more than I do. (laughs) A lot, a lot more. A lot, a lot more. Um, But what we do know a little bit about is that Pluto is returning for the first time in what, like 220? 225 years. There you go. For the first time, it takes that long um, to, long. to see its return. And it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, And it's a big deal in the context of the current astrology. Which is what, Lisa? So it's a Scorpio moon tonight, Mm -hmm. and it is Pisces season right now. So there's a lot of heaviness. And this all-important day couldn't have fallen at a time more potent and mysterious and powerful and dark and deep. And I think that is, you know, that's that necessitates, like, a good little combo yes about this it is i i mean i just say it i think it's like the deepest day of the year astrologically speaking um it's not that it uh portents like necessarily positive or negative outcome but to have like the planet of transformation taking its turn um during the the finality like the final season of astrology pisces season under the Scorpio moon, which is like the deepest, darkest moon sign you can possibly have, has an effect. Like, we're already seeing the effect of it. People have been talking about this all day. It's true. People have been talking about it. And I feel like we are at a time now, three years into this pandemic, years and years, of course, since the beginning of the country mm-hmm. uh, that we call America of just constant upheaval, constant pain, constant wound. It is a time for us, if anything, at the very least, regardless of what you believe or not, it is a time for us to really collectively, in the American psyche, take a step back and think, 
what do we want for our future? What can we do as individuals? What is our shadow feeling and thinking about how I can show up as a better citizen and person Absolutely. in my life and as a citizen? Um, we'll get into more of what yeah. that means. I will, I'm just going to say the reason that we're even bringing that up is because this Pluto return is the first to happen since America has been founded. And so there's a lot of talk I'm seeing um, about the effect on the country because like America based upon the founding fathers and their the, yeah. their um you know choice of right. birth date the american country as we know it yes. even though obviously there it, were indigenous people exactly. on this land for yes. many 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 yes. many years yes. before we're talking about like the country and the nation of the united states which was formed by people who were obviously not that um but in terms of the country of america this is the first pluto return that we've had um, and because of that, like everything has a sign, everything has a chart, um, because everything that was born, you know, was born at a time and a place. And so you can read astrology into a lot of different things and reading it into nations is, is not actually that uncommon. Yeah. Um, so there are people who are trying to possibly predict what this Pluto return could mean for the United States as a nation. And we'll get into that a little bit, but I just wanted to bring that up. Like, that's why we're even mentioning it, because it's the exactly. first time our country is going through this. But we are, as people, personally going through this. So I think that that's, like, at the end of it all, like, yes, the nation might go through X, Y, and Z. And this, like you said, could be good, could be bad, could be both. Probably will be both. Yes. But as individuals who make up a country... Mm-hmm. Um, or a nation or a, a psyche a collective psyche mm-hmm. like this means a lot like how can we show up yes and let's talk about the fact let's just start like for a second with like pluto as a planet right so it rules scorpio and we're sure in does. the scorpio moon <laughs> it sure does it sure does and i'm i'm gonna let you riff on this for a second here because as a scorpio and as like queen scorpio <laughs> <laughs> thank you you're I'll welcome you're welcome you've earned it <laughs> um, uh i would love to hear how you feel about like the symbology of pluto being your ruler and, and i'm just going to say quickly pluto is the god of the underworld so he's the same person as person deity being same being as yeah. hades um lord of the underworld um and that comes with you know like a little bit of baggage, so I just, you know, or just it's a, a breeze. <laughs> it at least, it at least um, requires a little conversation. I would say. Yeah. So I would love to hear from you as a person ruled by this planet, um, going through this you know, return. But like, what does it mean to be ruled by Pluto? Oh, so I think that Scorpio gets two sort of reputations one is the sexual reputation that obviously has a place and is accurate we are sensual beings we are uh for lack of a better word interested in kink or the power dynamics at play during sex and that's one facet of us and then the other is a lot of just intensity and darkness and that's true um but there's something else that i think Yes, people mention it, but I think it's often overlooked, which is transformation. Yes. And I always look at Pluto as such a planet of transformation. That has nothing to do with the really glamorous and sexy aspects of Scorpio. Transformation. Yes, though. I mean, it, it's hard work. Like, it isn't, you know, it is, it, is, it is sexy, it is glamorous in its own right, but it's also work. It's like getting your hands dirty. It's knowing when is your time to change, when is your time to morph, and I think being a Scorpio and looking at Pluto, it's always a reminder that to the, the beauty 
of life is to lean into change to go through the pain to literally walk through the tunnel of pain rather than to avoid it to find escape um so pluto for me has always been like my north star a reminder that i am both capable of change and can survive it and this is no small feat because i think a lot of people kind of they they resist change they resist the wings coming off they resist the, sh- the skin shedding mm-hmm. um and they resist rebirth because rebirth requires death and death is the most painful thing that we can go through and i don't mean like literal death of course but we die a million times in our lives and we make it really hard for ourselves and it is hard but scorpio and pluto kind of work together in this beautiful way to tell you and all of us really we can all learn from pluto and scorpio that um transformation is essential if you're going to create a full and whole life otherwise you're just simply sitting here going through the motions and no one wants that so i think you know we have scorpio season as like a great time for us to contemplate death and contemplate all this scorpio lingo Mm -hmm. but it's cool that in the middle of winter in this really dark hour we get yet another reminder during this 222 date that look like times are tough times are hard we're in the darkness right now for at least in this hemisphere we're literally in the dark and it's a reminder to kind of like lean in mm-hmm. like fucking lean in and do the work um don't be don't don't be scared don't be boring you know <laughs> like just don't be yeah. boring like how boring is it to be fucking stagnant like i hate stagnancy i hate stagnant people I find them to to be boring. Mm-hmm. They they make me shudder. <laughs> Ugh. Spoken with the compassion of a Scorpio. <laughs> the compassion of a Scorpio. That is um that's an ox- oxymoron. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, I could not I agree feel. more. I could not agree more. I'm, I mean, basically, I'm an honorary Scorpio. Yes, I feel like are. I'm Scorpio in my heart. She but... got her medal. She's, it's verified. <laughs> and my... It's fact-checked. Yes. yes. Thank you. I'm just saying, like, we don't the want... tribunal mis- counsel. Yeah. We don't want misinformation on Spotify, <clears throat> uh, Joe Rogan. Like, this is fact. Like, you're an honorary Scorpio. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I checked it with, like, a clinical journal. <laughs> like... I have all the symptoms. <laughs> You have all this. What are your symptoms? <laughs> oh my god, I love oh, it. using sex for transformation. What? No. Oh, what? I mean, um, I do. I think Pluto being like both creation and destruction mm. is the thing, and I think that's what um, people kind of bypass with Scorpio and with um, Pluto is they see like destruction and ending and change, but like. There's the positive aspect of that. Something Absolutely. bad comes to an end so that something good can start. Absolutely. And so, like, some of these changes are not things that we should be fearing at all. We should yeah. be welcoming into our into our lives. And so, like, Pluto is just like this... It's like the bitch slap of the universe of, like... It is. That's a good way of putting it. You know? It just comes out of nowhere. And it's like, I have plans for you. It's a tower card in action. It is. Yeah. It absolutely is. Yeah. And so, right now, with this particular turn of Pluto it's in Pluto is in Capricorn right now um it's been for for a few years and it's going to be for a few more years Capricorn is the sign of legacy uh of success driven ambitions of um like the self as uh like pinnacle um yeah of um 
of power dynamic being associated with like I don't know um power is money yeah power is money is sex is control is class yeah and and Capricorn deals with a lot of those things sometimes literally sometimes metaphorically but to have Pluto um you know changing everything through the lens of Capricorn through Pisces season feels like we should kind of be ready for something new to happen, right? Yeah. And something new that's probably in touch with those Capricorn um, themes and motif, right? But also, one more thing, I keep throwing more, like, and also, <laughs> Pluto is in Capricorn in the second house right now. Second house is like the Taurus area of um, wealth, belongings, of your material existence, of like Venusian pleasures that, you know, like money can get you. So there's a lot happening right there, now. And you see it in society big time. There's going to be a change up, I think, of like values around money money in some real way. Yeah. I think there has to be, right? And also in authority. Capricorn is the authoritative father role. It is daddy. It's literally the patriarchy. Yeah. Um, not to call any part of your Capricorn. No, no, no. Patriarchal. I'm talking about the symbolism of the sign itself, but the symbol of it being overturned, like that can be really fucking good. That makes me feel hopeful. It does. Yeah, I think that Capricorn has the potential to bring a lot of good to the table when embraced in the right way. Mm-hmm. Like legacy can be a beautiful Absolutely. thing. Power can be a beautiful thing if wielded right. And working for that power and legacy. Exactly. Like Capricorn doesn't expect anything handed to them. It's not entitlement. Right. It's like a real willingness to hit the ground running and working and to put your time in for the payoff. Exactly. Um, and I think it's really interesting because we are in a time, and I suppose we've been in this time for a long time, um, where, you know... I'm pouring Andy some more wine. You should pour yourself some more wine, too. We've been in a position of... Sorry, I We've been in a place where there's, like, two sort of, like, overarching mentalities. One is, like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and, like, make it work. And, like, one is just, like, clearly that some people are born into a power given to them by mm-hmm. their, you know, their race, their class, their gender, what have you. And... I think, like, now, be, being this time of upheaval that this Pluto return is bringing us, it's a chance for us to kind of get together and say, like, you know what? These ways of winning, mm-hmm. these modes of succeeding, these modes of creating legacy, like, they're, they're not binary, and one isn't, like, the answer. One isn't necessarily, you know, better. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and also, I think, you know, if we're talking about it as a country, I can't help but thinking about America a little bit here. Like, I think there are some literal things that, that we can sort of look at. I mean, student loan forgiveness is definitely on the table right now in, like, the realest way that it's ever been on the table. Yeah. And if that goes through, you can't tell me that that's not, like, purely indicative of this exact movement. And I, I would I would hope that that would be a change that comes out of it. But that's what I'm talking about. Like, these yeah. sorts of – it's like a shift. Right. It's a total shift of perspective. Yeah. And so we have to be kind of ready for that to happen personally and on the national scale. Totally. I mean, we're taking, we're like looking at so many different ways that the way that we are earning money, the ways that we're like, quote unquote, succeeding um, are shifting. Like cryptocurrency is becoming big. Whatever you think of it. Yeah. Like it's there for a reason. It's happening. It's it's happening. Mm -hmm. And like 
it is very much rooted in like the people taking back power of their own yet it also causes some of their their own problems like celebrities touting crypto at this point like there's like all these insidious little nasty roots connected to it there's also like just people leaving their jobs people becoming influencers for money people becoming content creators and not being beholden to like traditional aspects of like work so we're seeing the shifts and like yes they have like evil aspects and they also have really good aspects like it's all literally happening in front of us and covid for example Mm -hmm. has been one of the biggest drivers of this yes and it it feels like i'm sorry but people who say astrology is not real i'm just like (laughs) look around i know No, I mean, look, I know. I'm as skeptical as the next. I, I'm always willing to hear an argument against something, but I also see like why it works. Okay, well, let's do this. Let's just talk about the one aspect of this thing, right? Which is that this is happening in Pisces season. Pisces is ruled by Neptune. Neptune's the ruler of dreams. We are in the dream season. We are in the time of year where our subconscious messages to ourselves have ne- are never clearer or more important. To have this happen. This, this big of an event astrologically to happen in the season of dreams in the subconscious, who here today had wild dreams? I had people texting me this morning who are not astrology friends, who don't know the first fucking thing about astrology. And I'm not saying that to insult them. <laughs> no, like it's Different fine. interest levels. Fine. Different yeah. interests. I don't need every single it's one of cool. my friends to be Lisa. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> there's only one Lisa. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, but I, yes, I do fraternize with people who don't appreciate astrology. I know it's weird, but it is weird. I do too. But like, look at us, <laughs> right? Being open-minded. How about that? I love it. So these people who are wrong, they, <laughs> um, people were just coming out of the woodwork this morning, telling me about their dreams, and I had several people reach out to tell me they specifically had dreams about me. And I'm, I'm not saying that I'm playing any part in this, but I don't get inundated with texts like that, right? You immediately started on the group yes. thread this morning. Like, with like can you believe this shit? And I would, yeah. I would appreciate it if you would share some of that. I will. With us. I actually wrote it down, so I don't mind reading it. It will okay. take less than a minute, you guys. You don't have to even worry about the time that it takes. Everyone listening is like, name. "Oh my god, this bitch is going to give us a reading." It's astrology, <laughs> and we're drunk, and you just—it's our show. <laughs> I mean, we make the rules. We made the rules. <laughs> So I'm going to read you my dream. Um, It's not linear. It's just all the fragments of images that came up for me. Now, think about what I'm about to tell you. And this is totally, fully, 100% true. I wrote it down at 9 in the morning after having it. This, with the whole concept of America and Capricorn and Pluto and Scorpio Moon, of course. Yes. And Pisces dream magic. So this is what I dreamt. Last night, I dreamed sludgy and glittering and euphoric. Dreams of sex, money, power, images of holes in the body, images of wounds, power struggles between the rich and the poor. In one moment, I sat on a billionaire's lap and asked him if he was happy. He said no. He purred into my ear. That same billionaire wrapped his hands around my wrist and I enjoyed it. In another moment, I was being stalked by a reporter and asked about my most intimate secrets. I ignored them and felt a rush of power run through my body. Secret trysts and rooms with doors open, windows open, secrets shared between hotel staff, exhibitionism, flesh on fire, banks and schemes, nature reserves on fire. I dreamed of blood. I dreamed of desire, not just the earthly order, something deeper with meat and roots. I dreamed of breaking actual walls with cannonballs. I dreamed of backroom deals. I dreamed of getting on my knees and holding a small child weeping of war. 
I dreamed of getting COVID again, of being between these four walls, counting down the days, asking my partner to listen for me breathing. I dreamed of tangles of body parts and tangles of vines, trees becoming people, becoming trees again. I dreamed of elixirs that could bring you back to life. I dreamed of revenge and plots and upheaval. I dreamed of loving the earth so deeply it undid me. No salve or salvation, only song, only voice, only hope and action through bitter tears. So that that was like holy shit, Lisa. It was really intense. It and did you know anything about the astrology of the day before you started that? I'm just I'm, curious. I mean, I read a few articles. I saw some Instagram posts, but in no way had I gone to bed thinking about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, even if you did, I'm just I'm just curious. Is like it just filtered. It's through, so literal. It was to so the themes of Everything. I it, it was so literal, and it just I couldn't help but feel as though this big energy makes itself known to you during Pisces season in some way. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like the time for us to tap in and listen and and really break down and translate our dreams mm-hmm. because they are us and they send a message. I don't know if the message is like an actionable message or if it's just being aware of something or it's being aware of the way that society kind of like imprints on you maybe opening up your desires like in that dream I felt very attracted to this power and money Mm -hmm. that's a shadow aspect that I have to sit with and even though I wanted to break it I also Mm -hmm. wanted to be it the shadow self is really really important and on display right now like moon moon and scorpio was always going to ask you to do shadow work pisces season is shadow work and then pluto returning is (laughs) also shadow work and I just want to just I just want to reiterate like Shadow how much that is crazy. <laughs> like, that's a whole lot of stuff happening. It's a lot. It's a lot. And, um, you know, Pisces season is the season of, like, totality. It's the end of the, the astrological cycle. Our 12th house has a lot to do with, like, our karmic ties, our, our ancestral roots, sort of, like, the patterns that we've been born into and might be born into again. It's huge life or death stuff. It's the reason that Pisces are such escapists. Yeah, they they like live with a knowledge that is hard to put language to because it is so Neptune-ish. It's so like in the subconscious where like Neptune rules, right? It's like Pisces aren't really known for articulating their um, thoughts and feelings particularly well. And part of it is that what they deal with is like on such a level of intuition and subconscious and, and ancient memory. Yeah. That it can be really difficult to try to translate that into the English language or whatever language you speak, obviously. I'm just yeah. using that as my example. To come up for air. Yes. Yeah. And so I just, this movement and this transit during this time feels particularly important. So I just, I just want to like talk for a second about shadow work. Um, mm. And Lisa, like you have um, prompts and stuff like this in your books about like working with your shadow self. I don't know if everyone is familiar with that concept and I would love it if you could just give a little taste of it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. We f- I, f- I felt like that was like you were Oprah and I was like a dark vampire who came on your show. <laughs> so tell us about shadow work. And I'm like, yes, I was born in 1263. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would totally believe that. I mean, that'd be amazing. So shadow work is a concept that really came from the from young like that's that's where the phrase was born really but it's been something people have been doing forever and they just maybe call it something else or it's a natural or intuitive part of your practice which basically just means 
getting beneath the beneath. It's looking at the things that we find uncomfortable, the quiet things, the hidden things, the unspoken. So maybe what scares us, right? What scares us. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like deconstructing your shame. It's looking at your fears. It's really digging down into your desires and where they come from. It's, it's all the stuff that we kind of like push away because it's scary. It's also just too much. We can't live in that that no. that realm because you're not on the surface. Then you can't like come up for air. You're right. not part of the like breathing conscious world. Exactly. But diving there's, into that shadow self, though. Yeah, I mean, so there's that. So to your point, like there's actually studies that show certain people who go on like meditative retreats who live in a space of shadow work who are constantly getting to this deeper self, this deeper self, like. The studies actually, though, it's actually very, it's not very good for you to remain in that space. It right. can really det- detach you from reality and make you actually more susceptible to mental health issues if you do have them. Yes. So you have to know it's how trip. much to do it's it. It's a trip. Because you a come trip. back from a trip. You come right? back from it. You know, you don't yeah. take a trip and stay there. That's, that's not the meaning of a trip. You're not moving there. No. You have to kind of traffic in the land of shadow work when you feel strong enough to do it. Yeah. And then come back changed and learned, like, learn it from exactly. it. And that's what Pluto's force does. Exactly. So if, if we have any homework for you listeners, I'm sure many of you have already done this, start listening to the shadow, to the darkness. Like, you know, I think a great thing that we could do at this point in time is look at the ways that society has shaped you do you have internal biases? Like, are you attached and hungry for certain kinds of power? Mm-hmm. Like, does it kind of bring you joy to succeed in certain ways that aren't necessarily, like, truly fulfilling but are monetarily mm-hmm. fulfilling or fulfilling in the way that they give you fame or likes? Yep. These are, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, it's all right. It's, these are just all things that your shadow can kind of help you illuminate so that you can kind of get to the root of what it is because at the end of the day like the likes and the love and the and the attention like that comes from somewhere mm-hmm. where is that place yeah it's just your shadow knows and your shadow self if you're like i don't feel particularly dark i don't feel like i have these things i you can you can seriously just sit back and think about your number one vice yeah if you know as i sit here slurping up red wine <laughs> You know, but we're professionally drinking. We are professionally drinking. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's a vice. Like, exactly. And I, you know, if I really explore the roots of that, there's a lot to unpack. When I think about what my sexual desires lead to or why I like certain things and don't like other things, examining those parts, examining them. And it's not to like punish yourself or make yourself feel shitty or it, it's, it's not about sin or guilt. You or, might even decide you love those yes, things. Yes, and it's not even good or bad. No. It's just, it's like unearthing what's living down there. Yeah. And, it, and it's just not a place that you should stay. That's all. Right. The, you know, um, Persephone came up from the underworld. We have to, like, use her as our inspiration. And it is Persephone season right now. Yeah. She was sent to the underworld by Hades, you know, well, drawn into the underworld by Hades. But she came back out in springtime. Um, and her, her myth continues to fascinate us and provide a lot of really beautiful symbolism. And I think it's because she traveled to the shadow world and she came back. Yeah. You have to know, you have to ground yourself. Like I immediately wrote that dream down this morning and then I did like a little walking workout on YouTube and it always helps me kind of like 
know the difference between the soil and the worms of myself mm. and the part of myself that's like, you know, it's okay. Let's look at the sun and the sky. But we need to do it. Otherwise, you live a life where, like, only half of you is integrated. Yeah. And that's the whole point of shadow work is to integrate the shadow. Exactly. Socrates would say the unexamined life isn't worth living. Like, you, you do have to understand, like, your, your processes, your desires. When you are behaving in ways that are filling voids versus actually fulfilling you or progressing you, all of these things are worth examining. Um, and, like, we are in the season for it. So the, the, the astrology today is, is heavy. It's yeah. deep, it's heavy. The Scorpio moon, just for starters, the Scorpio moon <laughs> in Pisces season is going to be a bitch to begin with, let alone... What a hot mess. I know, with all this stuff happening. <laughs> so I, would just, I think we'd like to hear from you guys. Like, if you've experienced weird dreams, or if you're feeling a certain way, if you feel like you're on the precipice of some big change, or if you think the country, like, you see something that's... Like, we just want to hear your thoughts about it. True. It's a big day. Shall we end with a confession? Oh, jeez. I hadn't prepared one. Let's see. Let's see what comes to the surface for you. If there is one thing that you would like to do shadow work around at this time, what would that one thing be? You don't have to share your deepest, darkest one. Oh my God. Okay, well, you better answer first because I have to think about this. All right, I'll answer first. Let me think. Yeah. I mean, I put this confession challenge up and I don't mm-hmm. even know my own. Mm-hmm. Um, power. Mm-hmm. I think I've always been attracted to power um, and I've been undoing it a lot in the past like six or seven years but mm-hmm. I've always been really attracted to succeeding um at any cost mm. and the power that it gives me or the perceived power that it gives me and uh for a long time I think I was rooted in a, a lot of what America was rooted in like make, sure. capitalistic making money capitalistic games yeah and like being the leader mm-hmm. and somewhere in the past few years I have just found that a lot more of my true power comes from a quieter and slower place. Um, and it's, it's power that's sustainable. It's not rooted in leading anyone. It's, it's more quiet. And that, you know, I think that came with age and it also came with just realizing that like this only feeds you so much until like your body just decide your mind decides this is not real. This is yeah. all illusory. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And like, whose race am I running? Right. Who's, I'm running my own race mm-hmm. because I'm like ashamed of failing. But the thing is, I'm not ashamed of failing because I've already succeeded. Yes. So, but you know, the everyday journey. Okay. Sorry about that. We got a little interrupted with some technical issues. We're back. I was just about to speak to what Lisa had talked about in her confession with power. She brought up the dichotomy of um, shame and pride. And that was actually what I was just going to talk about. My confession is that I deal a lot with what people think of me all the time. And it's a, it's a dual force of um, constantly feeling ashamed of myself based on family trauma, based on perception uh, of, of that trauma, feeling like um, sort of the bad things that have happened in my life were like a moral um, indication of my worth or something like that, I guess. But the flip side of that is this like, perverse pride as well and like if I'm constantly worried about what other people are thinking about me because I want them to have this like really great vision of me that's a false pride that I also don't need to have and like neither one of those feelings serves me and I could start on the shadow work of that and I could dig until you know I hit the other end of the earth basically um I do think it has to do with upbringing but I also think it has to do with like my Leo placements Mm. you know Leo's place in pride and being like the sun sign ruled by the sun has has 
issues of like self-image and fame and feeling like they're always on stage and always performing. And even though I only have like, I'm a cusp of Leo and yes, that's a thing. And also like my Venus is in Leo. I think that my confession here for my shadow work would be like, I have a lot of work yet to do in unraveling those two sides of the exact same coin. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Sorry to throw a confession that's challenge. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll never complain about that. <laughs> this is what it means to hang out with water signs. You're welcome. Um, it's true. A uh, last thing that I wanted to mention because we didn't mention it in the beginning or we did very briefly, but I did. I wanted to close out this episode by saying this. Um, we briefly mentioned that this is the Pluto return for America, the mm-hmm. 225 years since we became whatever, whatever. But we did want to acknowledge that this very much was a land that was inhabited yes. by many indigenous people and that the beginning of America doesn't mean the beginning of this land. Right. It's just sort of a date for a time that this quote-unquote country started. Mm-hmm. Um, so this like astrological... Um, reckoning for america is very specific to that one concept yeah right yeah as individuals this is a very different thing exactly america is a concept people are people exactly so that's why we wanted to kind of focus on the individual a little bit more Mm -hmm. um with that love and respect in mind for what this place was before it became what it was what it is which is a which (laughs) is a hot ass (laughs) it's a shit show okay (laughs) Um, all that being said, this was um, one of our, we don't do too many mini episodes, but we really felt compelled to do this one. We have a couple of others in mind that we're hoping to get to, and we are also happy to come back. We're really hoping to come back with like a full Pisces episode. Exactly. We'll see. It might be hard with timing. Yeah. Um, Lisa's traveling um, for a while, but we're going we're gonna to really try for it. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys. We'd love to hear your thoughts on, on this transit, on Pisces season, on Scorpio moons, whatever you want to talk to us about. Your dreams. dreams. Yeah. Your confessions, your shadow work. Yes, we want to hear about your dreams. Send us your thoughts. Delicious. Um, well, you can uh, wait for some of our next mini episodes, which are going to be really saucy, really juicy episodes on deconstructing some of the things we find wrong with contemporary astrology yeah and the way that people talk about it yeah. and think about it um really they're bitch fests yeah we're gonna have a couple mini episode bitch fests about astrology if you're in you're in <laughs> we hope you are and please don't hate us <laughs> or do it's okay i mean it's fine yeah. we literally are fine with yeah. <laughs> uh we love you we hope you have a lovely night and happy 2 22 yeah happy lover's day and also happy upheaval day <laughs> That is the darkest group. Happy upheaval day. Good luck, guys. (laughs) Good night. Bye.